This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to Bold Women on the Move. Yeah, Bold Women on the Move is in your space once again. And um, if you have been following us, you know we've been been listening to um, an interesting story. Something that some of us might wonder, is it a tale out of this world? Is it something real? And like I've emphasized over and over, I am Rosemary. This is my story. It's a very real story of a migrant woman moving from one of the countries, uh, from Africa to Europe and all the challenges um, she's been facing. Um, We've gone through three parts and we've looked at um, when she was young at home, the different um, uh, abuses she suffered uh, while she was with her family, how she struggled to, you know, gain a tertiary education and how she also found herself um, in a not so desirable um, relationship and uh, was married. Now, what happened to Rosemary after she got married? What has her experiences, um, you know, been like how is she fearing what what has happened to her you know she she started um on the verge of telling us about her husband first person wanting to travel um to a new country what happened did her husband travel out was did she get to join him you know later on in europe what actually happened where are we at the story of Rosemary. Stay tuned with us as you um, continue to listen and learn more about a migrant woman's journey. Now, he left Africa to Europe for a master's. Okay, so eventually got the admission and had to go away. Okay. He got admission, but he didn't get a student visa. He got admission. Oh. But he didn't get a student visa. That is one. He had a visiting visa, but he didn't get a student visa. That was one. Number two, he didn't have the fees. But I don't know who his advisors were, but they told him he could... What he told me was like, he could get a scholarship. Now, he left 11 months. So that means schooling wasn't properly sorted before he left Nigeria. He had the admission... He hadn't paid the fees. He hadn't processed his student visa. Then he now processed visiting visa and now left. Okay. So um, when he left, uh, you know, I told you I was saving some money to get us a place. Should I say foolishly, I gave him all my savings. Well, you won't call it being foolish back then, will you? I know it's in retrospect that you are using that phrase, but back then you were a supportive wife, right? Which is what you're meant to be. Now, let me explain that. I okay. thought I was doing a, a sort of business and I was saving for like accommodation. I gave him everything. I gave him the money for my business. I gave him the savings I had for the accommodation. And I was left with less than $10. As in, 
everything I had was less than $10. And he left. When he left... Um, that was 11 auntie, months into your marriage. In the 11th month, before you were a year old, your husband yeah, had to 11. go away to study. Yeah. But he hadn't yeah. sorted out all the details. Okay. And uh, about a month, a month or six weeks after he left, the auntie that owned the place came and was like, why have you guys not been paying the accommodation you were staying in. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, I didn't know we were supposed to pay. He, he told me, like, we we're supposed to stay there, like, till we could sort ourselves out. She said, no. I told him to pay what he could pay. And she wasn't happy. You guys don't great. The auntie was not happy because she felt um, she did us a favor and we took her for granted. And, um, and you weren't aware of the arrangement, the payment um, agreements. Not at all. Not at all. I still like when the auntie came and she was like saying so much. I quickly went out to like um, a business center where I could make a call and I called him and I was like, Were we supposed to pay for the place? And he was like, He denied it. So mm. I don't know, like, who was actually saying the truth, if it was the auntie or him. I had to leave that same day. You had to leave the I accommodation. Left, I left that same day. To so where? I got, a, I got um, somewhere to, like, keep the stuff. And um, I went to my elder sister's place. I went to spend the night. And I, I didn't really tell her what happened. I just said my husband wasn't around and I didn't want to stay all by myself. And, um, but anyway, I couldn't stay in my sister's place. So um, where I kept our stuff, um, it was like his friend's place and the mother owned the place. And the mother like gave me a room there. So that was where I was staying. Now, remember, I didn't have any money with mm. me anymore. But you still had your job, right? Yes. Okay. That job I spoke about was a service year. Oh. So by that time, I rounded up with my... Oh, so you were year. married while so, you were serving. Okay. Okay. So you were in your service year. Um. Okay. This is the compulsory one year that, yeah. you know... You have to do after you finish, you graduate from college, okay? So, um, actually, I the only option then was my business. I tried to get retained, and it was, like, taking a longer process, and I had to survive. And um, I didn't have any money with me. Uh, luckily, there's this lady. Uh, I got to know her through him. Mm. And I don't want to call her name, but actually she was an angel. Wow. She she told me, she loaned me some money. And she was like, I can show you a better place where you can buy a wholesale, which is cheaper, and you can make more money. In so reselling she them. actually... In Mm. Yeah, into like to import it. So like I got it at a cheaper rate. Uh, like I could survive things were going on. Like 
You're an enterprising woman. You will survive. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So um, I called him. I call him most times. I'm like, so are you in school now? Oh, no. I went to the school. Um, They said I can't start right now because I don't have a visiting visa and my fees. I've applied. You don't have a stu- he doesn't have a student visa, you mean? I'm sorry, but um, I, I didn't want to use this word. Mm. But mm. He has a sugar-coated tongue. He can talk you into what you don't want to do. So he just kept saying, oh, no, everything is in process. Um, I don't have not started yet, but they told me my place is still there. And I'm processing the, I've written to the whole uh, to the home office and processing the student visa. I'm also processing the scholarship. At the point, he was really stranded financially. Uh-huh. I started doing the stupid, in quotes. I started sending money from Africa to him, to in, uh, staying in Europe. How good was the exchange was sending- rate that you could afford to send money from Africa to Europe? No, it wasn't were- fine, but like he... He didn't have anything. He had reused up the money that he took with him. And um, he didn't have a job then. So I was Well, with a visitor's visa, money. he wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So um, I was sending money to him. And at the same time, he was like, um, you have to start processing your coming over. Like, you know, we just got married. You can't stay there. I'm going to try to get your school here. We can pay the fees and you can come over um, just for you to come over so that we can be together. He actually got me a school, but I was denied the visa. And I tried to get like a visiting visa. This is like after six months, nine months after he left. Mm. Almost two years. I tried to get a visiting Mm. visa. I had to leave. I had to leave the state where I was. I went to where the embassies were located. Like I had to raise the money on my own to do all this. To process the visa. And like... I spent about, I, at that point, when I was doing this visa stuff, I had to stop the business because it was a different place. It was a different state. Like, um, I spent about six months, if not more, trying to get a visa. Processing it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it can take that long. At every point. Yeah, I... I tried different embassies, like maybe I should just pass through this other country to go join him. I tried, and you know, like paying the visa fees every time Mm. you're going, you have to get some documents. I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know anybody. I, I met somebody that like I'd known for like a long time, like while I was in uh, my high school days Mm. like um but like he didn't have a place to offer me the only place he could offer me was where he was working like as a teacher Mm. so it was like a private school and that was the place like he offered me and that was where i was actually sleeping why you were processing the the chairs wow yeah yeah, because I couldn't pay for an accommodation. An hotel accommodation. Later on, I moved from 
where he was and I stayed with a family. Yeah. Uh, I stayed with a family, like a friend where I got to know. I I was behind school. We attended the same um, uni. So I met her and uh, I stayed with the family for a while. But what I just tried to say, like, I tried everything possible. To be able to process and secure a visa. Mm. Yeah, humanly speaking, time, money, everything, nothing. I couldn't get a visa. And at that point in my life, I was like... (sighs) You know, I was down, like nothing has worked. You said you're married. When mm. the remember you, like, you remember you wanted job. to be married. Now your husband had to go away. And now you're trying to join him and you couldn't secure a visa to join him. All my friends were gone. Like I had nothing. Even my going back to where I was, where my family were living, my siblings i had to like loan the money i didn't have the money actually the person like just like forget it don't worry just just have it so i went back to my family and i told them like this is it and i had to stay at my elder sister's place it wasn't convenient but i was just oh, okay it be. as a married woman it wouldn't be <laughs> i i just like it wasn't like her place was really like really like congested she 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 had children she's got her in-laws there so like i was shuttling between my sister's place my brother's place friend's place so like when i'm leaving a particular place i just take the clothes for the next day and that's how i was just so like if you ask me where do you live I don't have an address. You don't have a fixed address. Mm. I didn't have money to go back to my business. And because you had used it to process the visa, which you are yet to secure. I even borrowed more money. I borrowed more money to survive then. So I, I just like, I told myself, like, it's useless crying. Like, pick yourself up. Try to start life afresh. Just do something. And mm. I decided... Okay, I'm gonna get a job. Um, I'm, I I sent a lot of applications, and like it was like all doors were closed. No job was showing up. Hmm. No job was showing up. Um, fine, I could eat at my sister's place, but come on, I needed more than food. I needed privacy. I I I didn't get like I didn't get privacy. Of course, I wasn't expecting like to be comfortable. But come on, I was married, and I just wanted that respect of like you're married, like have mm. your own place. So the more I tried, nothing seemed to be working, and that time was really a depressing period. Now something happened. I. There was a church close by my sister's place. So I was going there. Um, I didn't really have money to go far. So I was like, like any church around. So I went to the church. Um, I just got myself busy in the church just to take my mind off things. So one of those days, I sat down in the congregation and the pastor she's a woman she just pointed at me like um sister can you see me after service i was like yeah yeah that's fine after service i went to her office she was like are you okay i said i'm fine 
She said, are you married? I said, yes. Where's your husband? I said, he's not around. She didn't even bother to tell me. She said, she said, I know you don't want to open up, but mm. I can see from over you that you're going through a lot. Mm. She said, uh, there's uh, my senior pastor. I'm going to send you to his place. He's an elderly man. Maybe you people, like, you'll be free to talk to him. Okay. Um, and, like, he can pray for you. He can pray for you. So when I went to see this man, he looked at me and he was like, how old are you? I told him. Like, after I had told him what was happening, mm. he said... How did you get here? I, was, I don't understand. Okay. How did you get into this ma- marriage? marriage? I was like, I got married. I didn't really understand the question. I was like, no, 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 no. Do you have parents? I said, yes. Are your parents still alive? I said, yes. And your parents saw you going into this and they allowed you. I was like, like I was really lost. He was speaking in parables to me. I didn't know what he meant. He said, my daughter. He said, I'm not going to call you sister. I, I like I take you as a daughter, my daughter. Mm. I don't know how you got into this, but I don't want to scare you. But the truth is that you don't know what you have gotten into. To me, he was still speaking in parables. At this point, let me say something. Mm. You know, after I got married, after I got married, yes, mm. I'm with you. Speak. I just don't want to be interrupting you. So, I want you to, you yeah. know, be free to express yourself. Yeah, that's fine. One of my sisters told me that a day before mm. the traditional wedding, a day or two days before my traditional wedding, my mother had a dream that I went to, into this marriage and I didn't come back alive. Wow. And she didn't tell you the dream? No. But no, I'm not going to act like a saint here. If she had told me that dream, it wouldn't have stopped me because I would have thought it was just a trick to keep me back. Mm. Since she wanted me to, to continue to back help her. Helping her. Mm. So I would have, yeah, I was. I, I, if she had told me that, I would have just brushed it aside. Mm. But anyway, this is somebody else I had never met was asking me, how did I get into this? Now, he said something. He said... It's only God that can bring you out of this. Like wow. he wasn't coming out. He wasn't really talking. You know, like this African um, elderly men. Yeah, he didn't want to scare things. you. So he has the spiritual insight. He didn't want to scare you about, yes. you know, whatever it was. He, he kept um, saying, he just kept saying, just kept speaking in parables. Like, see, I'm not talking about the present day church now. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about one holy water. I'm not anointing oil. No. Like we were, we just sat down together and he said, can we pray before we started talking? And I had not met him before. Mm. The person that introduced me to him has not told him anything. So it was not like somebody that knew me before and he was like using my past to tell me this. No. But he said something. He said, we're going to pray. And I believe in the power of prayers. After this, 
the Lord is going to make a way of escape. Mm. But my daughter, when the Lord makes a way of escape, disappear. Wow. Disappear.
Anyway, man was like, I just, I just, I just, I don't know what was happening. Like, this was just too much for me. Mm. And like, we prayed and it was like, you go, go and pray on your own. He told me, wake up every day at about midnight, pray, tell God what you want. Tell God, ask God for mercy. Just pray on your own for Mm. three days. And after that, come back, we'll pray together, and I believe there will be a way. Now, he was speaking in the local dialect, so this is like a translation. Oh, so he speaks your language, so, yeah, he was able no, to communicate. No, oh. language, the local language of the faith I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, talking about my local language. Okay. I speak a couple of international languages international languages apart mm. from English but I cannot speak my local dialect I understand everything but out of all my siblings 14 of us I'm the only one that cannot communicate in my local dialect I don't know wow wow <laughs> I don't know even when we were young they were like you you're not supposed to be here maybe you're going to get married to a foreigner you can't speak the dialect they made fun of me. Like I tried, but like I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. So I just left it like that. There's nothing you say in my dialect that I don't understand, but I cannot speak. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So back to my story. Yeah. So, so if you me, were you were advised to go and spend yeah. some time to pray. Yeah. Three um, days, and after three days, come back. We just round up yeah it was like prayer and just fast in your own closet pray and fast mm. it was with fasting which i did on my own and after that we said a prayer like we prayed together and that was it so um about a month later i was walking down um a popular street and i just saw the school I liked the school and I was just like, let me try my luck. Let me drop my CV there. And I got into the school and the lady, the receptionist was like, hello, miss. Welcome. Um, what time is your interview? I was like, sorry. She wow. said, did you complete it? And you had just gone in to drop your yeah. application letter. Mm. Like, what time is your interview? So sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, I thought you came for the interview. We're having our interview today. I said, no, I just came to drop my CV. And she said in low turn, can you write an application now? I said, yes, I can. So she gave me a pen, a paper. I wrote my application and she went to drop it in the head teacher's office. And she asked me to sit down, like, let's just see what happened. And I don't know what happened anyway, but like about an hour later, they called me in 
for my interview and honestly a lot of wow. people you went to just drop your drop. uh maybe your cv you got there you were even asked to put in an application and the same day you got an interview wow <laughs> for a job you've been looking for yeah the thing just two of us I and another lady. Mm. Now, that was the beginning of another phase. I, like, I ha- I started the job and, as usual, I combined it with my business. And it was a teaching job. I had this after-school classes for, like, private lessons. Mm. So the money I was getting from the private lesson was even more it's than usually my usually more than your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and remember, I That's still, <laughs> I still sold some things. So, I like, so you were I able to get it. back to your business, you know, selling stuff, still selling was, um, products, okay. and you I were teaching. Yeah, I was fine. And the next thing was like, you'll be fine. You're a bold woman. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to rent a place now. I just need, like, what area like i just started looking out for um an accommodation one of those days after i finished teaching i just sat in class and like i just i was so depressed i just sat in class and i was crying i was not crying like the tears just kept rolling down and there was this girl she came into the class like everybody had gone home I don't know. She forgot something and she came, she ran into the classroom and she saw me crying mm-hmm. and she just ran out. You were just doing like a retrospect of what you've been through. This yeah. is like the second yeah. year of your marriage already and, yeah. you know, you've been through a lot already. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, has, I have been pleading with this guy, please come back. Things are not well with you there. He got a job where he could like do undercover, like work in a place. And he wasn't, he was paid below minimum wage and um, he got a room. So like about everything he was working was like what he was living with. I'd like to mention at this point, like some of the money I sent to him, he used part of it to buy some things like some clothing sent mm. it back to me so okay. i sold them okay and one of the foolish things i did yes because at this point somebody be like when are you gonna wise up it was like i was just being foolish all along now this guy told me like the money he had was what he was surviving with and he could like it was it was barely enough but when he sent those things he bought for me to sell, he usually put in an envelope some money, which he called his tax. And he asked me to give to one of his friends that owned a church. Now, let's look at things this way. You, you don't have enough, right? You're living in a country away from your wife. Um, she was barely surviving. Mm. You were sending money to pay your tithes. I didn't send anything to you all this while. Meanwhile, no, you've been the one sending money. Yeah. And I was 
foolish enough to actually deliver the money. Well, since yeah. it wasn't meant for you. <laughs> okay, let's see Yeah. So, um, don't day... say you were foolish. You were faithful enough to use the money as you were asked to. <laughs> If you say so. So mm. the girl that saw me crying, she actually went home and told her parents about it. Wow. And about a week later, I got this dinner invite from the parents of the child I was teaching. Oh, come over to our place, come and have lunch. And I went there, like thinking, yeah, they invited me for lunch. Mm. And I got there, they gave me a drink, and they were like, what is the problem? I looked mm. at them, like, I don't know what you mean. What What are you saying? They said, we know what's happening, but we want you to explain. We know you are married. Where is your husband? Mm. At that point, the, 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 the river or the dam that had been closed was suddenly left open. Wow. And I couldn't hold it anymore. I just broke down. I told them how I have tried to join him and that. And they were like, mm. can I, can we talk to you like a sister? I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And the man said, you see the country where your husband is? I schooled there. Mm. I was like, okay. Said, the man is not telling you the truth mm-hmm. the same so, place where i mean the same country in europe where your husband is yes yeah. cool there yeah. okay so they understand what's yeah. going on yeah that something is fishy this mm. man is not telling you the truth he's hiding some things from you i was like no he only tell me what happened and they both looked at each other they started laughing they said we're not trying to separate you from your husband but mm. we just want to tell you there are some things you are ignorant of the man was like, I stood there. I know what Africans do. This man is not telling you the truth. There's something he is doing to survive that he's not telling you. And it like, uh, um, is this thing? He technically alone? doesn't have the proper papers, you know, to leave yeah. there. Mm. Yeah. Is this thing alone? Where is it working? And they kept. When they ask questions, they're like, no way he can survive. There's something he's doing that he's not telling you. Go back and ask him. But meanwhile, they were like, I'll tell you the truth. You are not married. You are not married. Like, you have told us the truth. But we see a lot of lies he's told you. Mm. Anyway, we're not saying this because we want you to break the marriage. We're We're just opening your eyes the things that you're ignorant of. And they were like, we want to help you. So what do you want us to do for you right now? Wow. I was like, it's over two years. I want to see my husband. Your husband. Yeah. I'm not saying two years after we got married. No. Two it's years over two years. After- yeah, if I remember vividly, he left <clears throat> in your night months. Eleven months. 11, 11 months, sorry. Yeah, so, so two years. Go back two years now. Yeah. yeah, so that's almost three two, years now. Two years then. and some months. It was over two years. Two years and some months. Mm. Yeah. So they were like, we want to help you, but we want you to say it. How, what help do you want? So I was like, 
I want to go. I want to go and join my husband. And the man said, is that all? I said, yes. He said, it's not a problem. We'll do it for you. I was like, wow. what do you mean? I was wow. like, how much? The man was like, that's an insult. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said, we have taken you like a, sister, a younger sister. I'm oh. going to do it for you. Is it not a visa you need? You don't They're need to pay help that. you. Wow. We're going to help you. You just pay your visa fee and that's all. So within a week, I got my visa. Hmm. Within a week. Within oh. a week. Now, this wow. family, I don't want to mention their name. They're very influential family in Africa. They have a name. Yeah, when I say they have a name, they have a name. Mm. So they don't need to stand up from where they are to, to press buttons, if you know what I mean. Mm. So I got my visa. They're very influential in the society. Yeah, very, okay. very influential. Putting it in perspective, my... they got influence. Yeah. So um, I got my visa like on the Thursday or Friday, one of the two, I can't remember actually. And um, I tried to call him to tell him the good news, but the lines were not going through. I tried several times, the lines were not going through. So I was like, uh, maybe he's going to call me. I waited the first day, the second day, the third day. About the end of the week, I got a call from a strange number. It was a woman's call, and I recognized the voice. It was the mother of one of his friends. who mm. was living in the same country where he went for his studies. Okay. And the woman said... I want to tell you something, but I don't want you to break down. I want you to be strong. This was why, why you were preparing to go and meet your husband because yes. you already have the visa. Mm. Yeah. So um, I want you to be strong and listen attentively to what I'm going to tell you. Are you in a safe place? I said, yes, it's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't want you to panic, but um, we've gotten a lawyer. I was like, what are you about? what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So she said he's been arrested. Wow. Honestly, at that point, I don't know if I passed out, but this I knew I... someone you were preparing to go and meet. I knew I screamed so bad that everybody in my sister's house, the neighbors, everybody came running like, who's dying? Mm. And they took the phone from me. She spoke to them, said he had been arrested. Now, she couldn't give me full details then, but like, so it was actually the same week I got the visa that he was arrested. Wow. I was like, what do I do right now? Can I speak to him? No. He was in a maximum security prison. That's a they criminal offense. Exactly. Thank you. They just they don't just put anybody there. Mm. You have to have done something really bad, especially against the state for you mm. to be put in. Mm. So I was I was really confused. Um, my family advised, fine, you've got a visa, just go, go, let's see what's, you, you, like, go, let's know what's happening, you just go. So, mm. within that week, I had to buy an emergency ticket, and you know what emergency ticket is in Africa? Mm, I know. 
But I was just thinking in my mind that you were lucky you were going to Europe. If you were going somewhere further, you know, um, it could have been more challenging. But even after then, I know. I'm talking about this is about 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. I paid about a thousand dollars. Then that's yeah, a lot. Then, mm-hmm. then 18 years ago, like I paid from my own pocket because I had the money. So I got there and they told me what happened, which I'm gonna I'm gonna say that later, not now. Um, I have a cousin that stays in the same state where the same country where he went for studies, and I contacted uh, my cousin, and she she housed me, and we both went there. When we got there, oh my god! Our listeners should note that we are refusing to specifically mention details. These are real life stories. These are real life situations. Um, but if you're just joining us, we're using pseudo names for places, for people, because we don't want, want to breach um, privacy of people that are, you know, are related to this story. We want to tell the story as plainly as possible. We want it to be the story of Rosemary. And so she's decided to share the story without giving specific name. But these are real life situations. Okay, these are things that happened to her. So yeah, Rosemary, just I just needed to say that so that you know people are like you're mentioning places but not specific. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you can go on. Everything I have said up to this point, I have witnesses. Mm. The only person that cannot uh, prove what I'm saying right now is my dad because he's late. Every other person is still alive. Mm. And everything I have said, there are people that I can call out to defend what I have said so far. Mm. So we got to the prison where he was locked. Now, just to gain access into the visiting area, we went under security check, which took us over an hour. Wow. Now that was, that was how serious the yes, you have to go with your passport. That is one. You not just an ID. You go with your passport. That is one. Even if you're a resident, you go with your passport. One. Your eyeballs are canned. Two. Your thumbprints are taken. Three. Your whole body is scanned for metals, drugs, and whatever. You are not allowed to go in with a phone or anything. If you have a handbag, you drop it. They check mm. your shoes. Like, like I'm just telling you the extent. You are fully frisked. <laughs> you are fully frisked. They have to so check first, to be sure. Mm. The first day, before we could go through the security check, visitation period was over. They said, sorry, you can't go in anymore. We had oh. to go back. So that means you have to arrive there. Oh. Yeah. Can we come the next day? No. Wow, dear listeners, can you imagine? Does Rosemary ever think she will find herself in one of the scenes from prison break? I don't think she ever imagined she will find herself in that situation. Look at all she's been through and all she continues to um, face. Um in finally, I mean, in getting on with her journey, 
Yes, our husband was able to migrate to Europe to study, but because he didn't have all his papers sorted, and then he involved himself in, you know, some shady things, things did not go as, you know, should have, and is ending up bringing more issues, um, you know, ending up um, with legal issues, finding himself being imprisoned in a foreign country. This is another woeful tale that Rosemary has to deal with in her journey. Did she get through it? Did her husband, was her husband able to get out of the prison? What eventually happened to Rosemary? Just stay tuned. I think with about two, three more episodes, we should be able to get to the end of the story and find out what happened to Rosemary. Till we come your way again on Bold Women on the Move. It is bye for now. <music>